Welcome to the Fitness Journey Podcast with Wesley Bear. If health, fitness, nutrition, and personal development are an interest of yours, you are in for a treat. And always remember, the pain you may feel today will be the strength you feel tomorrow. Enjoy. In episode 11, I speak with Sammy Sullivan. And in this episode, guys, we're going to be talking about how Sammy came from being a high school dropout to battling depression, battling almost suicidal thoughts, and becoming the man he is today and creating his own business where he is empowering students and kids all across the state of Florida to become the best version of themselves through health, through fitness, through relationships, through mental and physical and financial tools that he has implemented with his brand. Guys, in this episode, we're not only going to be talking about what he has done to become the man he is today, but also how he would write love letters to himself and become such a disciplined individual to reach in his goals and to where he is at today. So stay tuned. Welcome to the Fitness Journey Podcast with your host, Wesley Bear. And today, guys, I have Sammy Sullivan with me. And I know a little bit about Sammy's story and his message, but I'm really looking forward to having him speak on it and really get you guys to realize a few things that have went on in his life and some things that he has learned from, but more than anything, his story and his message. So Sammy, thank you so much for being with me. Um, I appreciate everything, man. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. I'm ready to dive in. Perfect, man. Well, if you can just tell our audience a little bit about your story um, and what's going on currently in your life. Sure. Well, um, my name's Sammy. I am from Tampa, Florida originally, and right now I go to school in Naples, Florida. And getting to college was really a struggle for me in the first place, and that's kind of, I guess, where my story begins because in high school I got wrapped up in a wrong crowd. Uh, first, it it just started with slight drug use, and then it expanded into a lot of other drugs. And there was a lot of issues that uh, that arise from that family issues, um, and and eventually led me to drop out of high school, which turned me in. Uh, it turned into a lot of other things, such as gang related activities, and things were really difficult. Things were really tough, and so it took a lot of uh, it took a lot of growing. And a lot of reflection to finally pull myself out of those things after going to jail, after making mistakes with uh, with with other people, robbing people uh, for drug money and partaking in drug related activities uh, really brought me down to a really low point uh, to the point of depression, to the point of suicide. And really, thank you. Thanks to a dream and thanks to a fitness lifestyle, I got to be able to come out of it. That's awesome, man. And and I love hearing that, you know, at a bottom point, at a point in your life to where you were almost going to give it up, you realized that there was an outlet or there was something that could help you um, become who you are today. And, and that's what I want the message to other people to know is, you know, there are things going on in all of our lives, either depression or anxiety or stress. And fitness can be an outlet for that. Fitness can be a way for you to not only focus on your goals, but going into it with saying, hey, I'm here to make myself better. 
And by doing that, it'll hopefully go around to the people that you associate with in your environment. So um, I want you to talk to us a little bit about the early stages. You know, I know you mentioned about depression and dropping out. Like, was there a point to where all of that was going on? Do you, is there a day that you remember or a time that you remember where you were like, this has to stop and I'm going to use fitness as an outlet for that? Well, it, I think there was an occurrence of of events, but there was a particular time frame where things really started to change. It was two years roughly after I dropped out of high school, uh, two years after making a lot of really poor decisions and living in my car at certain points, um, sleeping on the back porch in the middle of August in Florida and getting eaten alive by mosquitoes. And I think the point changed when I realized that I'm the only one that can take responsibility for my life. And through the grace of God, I found myself wanting to chase the dream of playing college football. And the only way to play at the college level uh, for any athlete is to be in some sort of, I would say, peak, uh, you know, physical, uh, you know, way. So I I decided to get myself in the gym. And I think once I realized that I'm so much greater than my current situation and I took – life by the horns. And I said, I'm going to accomplish this regardless of what gets in my way. It was the moment where I started getting myself into the gym and really falling in love with the lifestyle that that created. That's awesome, man. Was your, was your family like during the times, uh, when all of this was going on? Um, and I, and I like asking this question because, you know, for me, it was, it was a little crazy growing up. Um, how big of an influence was your family during this? Did they support you? Um, were they by your side the whole time, like wanting you to to find an outlet like this? My my family, it's interesting because my family loved me through all of that, but going through it, it never felt like it. Yeah, and it's it's a blessing now. We just actually got to celebrate Thanksgiving early. Um, because my little sister has a soccer tournament on Thanksgiving Day, it's crazy. That's should be um, that should be against the law. Yeah. But we we had we had a Thanksgiving early yesterday. It's just amazing for us all to get together. You know, my parents are divorced, and for the fact that they can get together on Thanksgiving and be able to break bread with everyone and just enjoy each other's company is is uh, is really special. But it wasn't always. It was always like that, but it was really difficult because I was making mistakes. I was creating problems in the house. You know, the cops were being called. I actually had a restraining order at one point, and that was really difficult. And I, well, the turning point was I met this therapist that told me I was right, wrongly diagnosed with depression. I was diagnosed in fourth grade, and I was prescribed antidepressants uh, in fourth grade, and I was on them for almost a decade at this point. And when this therapist, told me straight up that they thought that I was wrongly diagnosed and they wanted me to detox. I said, okay, I'm game. No, no one else has ever listened to my problems. They've always kind of just prescribed me and moved me along. Yeah. And so once we started making that decision that we were going to detox off of this medication, and if anyone's listening, make sure that you go to a health professional for this. I want to say that first and foremost. Um, but when I made when we made that decision, we had to get my parents on board and my, we said, Sammy, um, you know, we're going to have to have you move back in with your mom. My mom agreed and she was there. Uh, it was difficult. There was nights of depression, you know, going into my mom's room at 3 a.m. Just like, you know, crying, just not understanding where I'm supposed to go in life. Nights calling my dad because I was really contemplating hanging myself the next day. And they were there in those really dark times, even though it was really difficult. And so I am, I am beyond grateful to have parents that one pushed me, um, 
to hold the standard, but also to be there when I was struggling. That's awesome, man. And I appreciate you being vulnerable and opening up about that because that's something that I think the world needs to know more is we all come from a certain background. We all come from a way of, you never know what somebody has been through. You never know, um, their, their story until you really hear it. And it's so touching to hear that like somebody came from all of that to be at the place they're in today to accomplish so much. And, and I know just from doing a little research on you and I've seen, uh, some of your videos, you did a motivational speech. I don't know where it was, but I saw it and I was, I was impacted by it and you were opening up about your faith. And so I do want to touch a little bit on that. Um, because I know it's really important to you. Was that something that um, really helped you throughout this journey? I think it was the catalyst. And yeah. I'm actually looking, you know, I'm at my desk right now looking to the side of me and it says the most important thing is God. Uh, and without that, I don't necessarily have a life worth living. Um, you know, I find my purpose through him. And um, and once I came, re- you know, recommitted myself to God was the moment I recommitted myself to being great yeah. and to chasing perfection. My, my old football coach, um, he, he actually played, he actually has the, the only person in Kansas State University history to have more rushing yards than him is Darren Sproles, and he was my running back coach. And he told me that you should reach for perfection. You will never reach it, but if you reach for perfection, excellence will be obtained. And, um, nice. But God gave me that, the, the, the faith, the faith within God gave me the courage to be able to take action on whatever it is that I thought I could do. Um, yeah. and, and the sky's the limit. I appreciate so yeah, that's how he plays a, yeah, yeah. That's how he plays a important part of my life. I want to ask you this because I, I, I want to keep on this subject just for a little bit. Um, I don't mean to, to get off topic, but I think it's an important part. I, I had posted something uh, a few weeks back about my faith and about opening up and it was right during, I mean, it was, that's probably about a week and a half ago, right during the election time. And somebody messaged me and told me not to do that. And I'm not going to listen to just a random person messaging me that. But do you think it's hard for some people to open up about their faith because they they think other people are going to judge them when it's something that's so positive? I think there's a few different. I mean, I think there's a few different things. We such we have such an individualistic society where people can take things the wrong way, especially if we disagree with them. But I think the other part of it, um, there is the judgment factor, but I think the other part of it is wanting to be politically correct and that people-pleasing attitude of where you don't want to step on anybody's toes in order to keep all of your opportunities and options available. Um, I, however, don't think that's a way to live your life. If you're not living the life that you want and the life that you're creating and the life that God destined for you, then you're living someone else's dream and you're not fully becoming your best self. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough subject because um, some people do take it the wrong way or, you know, they think, oh, this, this person thinks they're high and mighty and they can just, you know, talk about this all the time. But in reality, it's like we're seeing stuff through social media in so many different ways. You see through sales, through marketing, through leadership, through motivational speaking, you see so many things and you really like, you kind of have to find a way to uh, focus on what really matters. And that's where it gets tough. Um, And I even see it through fitness. You see a lot of bodybuilders and, um, you know, people that are in the industry and their message is, 
you know, you have to be the biggest and baddest, but then you have the people that are like, listen, you just have to be yourself. And for some people it's hard because they're, they're seeing so much and they don't know what to focus on. Um, and, and I want to transition more into, uh, discipline because I know from just talking to you, you mentioned how disciplined you had to be throughout that journey, not only in your fitness and, you know, wanting to, to play college football, but also in your health. So if you can touch a little bit on that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Disciplined is a a word that's been highly used in my vocabulary recently too. And I heard a quote a few weeks back that's really stuck with me and it's when you are disciplined, you are less selfish Mm. when you are able to hold down and do the correct things, the little things each and every day, you become less selfish. And I mean, it was, it was more advice for a spiritual standpoint, but I look at it even from a fitness standpoint, when we take care of our diet, and we're really disciplined in our diet, we're not only helping our bodies, but we're helping the people around us because we'll have the energy and the vitality to be around them, to give them the positive encouragement they need. If we're older and our kids want to, you know, if we have kids and we want to be able to play, like that's an important aspect of life, the health and ability, the vitality. And so being disciplined in your life is going to allow you to say no to the things that don't matter and say yes to the things that will bring true joy and true fulfillment. I love that. It's tough though, man. And, and you know, I'm not saying for me, but discipline is a hard thing. I mean, when I first started my fitness journey, eating healthy was probably the biggest struggle. Um, it was, it wasn't that I didn't want to do it. It was that I had people constantly telling me, Hey, you know, come out to grab drinks or come out and do this. And I had to realize Mm -hmm. like, it is probably the biggest part of your fitness journey is discipline in yourself. And it's not saying, Hey, I can't go out. I can't have fun. But if you have a goal in mind and you have something that you want to accomplish, like you in college football, you can't get off track because if you allow yourself to eat unhealthy or if you allow yourself to go out and become distracted, other things I believe will come into play and that'll actually stop you along what you're really trying to accomplish. Yeah, I think there I think there's two parts to it and from like the practical standpoint I I love the practical side of advice because it gives um you know somebody a specific thing that they can start implementing. There's two things that I did that I felt has has worked. The first one is writing a letter to yourself. Yep. When you write a letter to yourself I actually think you brought this up, um, you know, in your own personal life, but even when it comes to your fitness, I actually read it to my mind, to my roommate, uh, this morning and, and, and I have one about my health and why my health is important to me and why taking the necessary discipline is going to give me that long-term fulfillment that I'm looking for in life. So I think it's important to write that letter to yourself to hold yourself accountable. The second part of it is. There is a there's so much fitness advice out there. There is m- multiple different diets. There is hundreds of different ways to work out. You know, do we work out in the morning on fasted cardio? Do we work out at night after we have our carbon takeout? There's so many different ways to work out, and I think it's important to find one thing to work on for 21 days to build that habit, and then add something else the next week to build upon that, and celebrating those small wins. Instead of focusing on what we're not doing because there's there's so much water consumption, caloric intake, um, (laughs) cardio and weightlifting on top of getting a good night's rest. There's so many different things that are going into play. And so starting with one thing, solidifying that and then adding on top of it, I think is a recipe for success. 
Was there anything, uh, when we talk about the word discipline, was there anything that like really helped you rather it be say an app or say a program or a person? Was there anything in specifics that really helped you become very disciplined? I would, well, I actually, I think it's all about people. Um, one, I, I actually hired a coach once I, I was probably about two or three months into my fitness journey and I hired a coach who I met at the gym and I mean, he was an absolute freaking nature, five, six, two, ten, squatting 500 pounds about 10 <laughs> times. I, I'm not kidding you. I, I spotted this man and he goes, that's why it felt a little bit weird. I forgot to put on my belt. And I was like, oh, come <laughs> on, <laughs> you know, and uh, you know, but this man, just such a, a great person, really patient, but also a great teacher. That was one part. But the other part is I cut out the people that did not serve my purpose. Yeah. And that was the hard one. Because that loneliness or that sense of not having a – you know, my friends were, were drug users. My friends were people who weren't morally making the right decisions. And so once I wanted to change my life, I cut out a lot of people and spent most of my nights you know, reading, researching, and then waking up again, riding my bike to work, and then hitting the gym afterwards. And my life really composed of fitness. I wanted to make that change. And so massive action in the beginning – cutting out those people and finding somebody to guide me on that path and hold me accountable. Um, we're all really important and probably the most important things to, uh, you kind of launch me into the fitness lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. I, I agree with that. Now I do want to ask one last thing on uh, discipline and that's how does somebody break through the pain? And what I mean by that is there's times to where we're focused on a journey where even outside of competition, we want to get a six pack. We want to get 18 inch biceps. We want to do all these things, but we realize that it takes time. And there's points to where people are like, I can't do this anymore. This is not worth it. How does somebody, what do they do? I, well, I think, uh, I'm a big believer in understanding your why and your purpose. And if you understand your why and if your why is really deep enough and is authentic to you, if you really believe in why you're doing something, you're going to push through that adversity. You're going to push through the different obstacles. I know I brought up to you I had um, on my way to football, my appendix ruptured right before a tryout. I separated my AC joint, pinched my sciatic nerve, and then tore my ACL two days before I signed with the college team. And so there was a lot of different obstacles that I had to overcome, but I knew my why, and that why was to inspire my brother who was doing the wrong things. It was to inspire my family who put up with all of my diff- uh, you know, poor decisions. It was to inspire all the children that I mentored at a youth group that knew that my goals were to play college football, and it was to teach everyone that if they continue to push through whatever – adversities in their way that they can accomplish whatever it is that they want to achieve. And so I would vision these kids every night when I went to bed, I would vision my brother looking up to me for accomplishing these. And that pushed me through all of that hardship. So I think understanding your why is the most important thing when it comes to pushing through that and just understanding the gain behind it. We, the pain is going to happen. It's, it's a part of life. And if we can focus on the gain and what we get out of it, we feel so much better. I got it. Yeah, I appreciate that. Now, somebody that is searching for their why, what advice would you give to them? Now, that's 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 hard. Um, that's a hard question to answer in just um, in a in a quick second. But I would start. I would tell them to start dreaming. Um, yeah. I would tell them to start dreaming 
in the sense of, I mean, don't be unreal. I mean, I think there's a point realistic is, is a word that can be different depending on the person. Um, I mean, like I'm five foot eight, 210 pounds. You can barely jump. I'm not playing in the NBA. Um, there's a point where I have to be realistic, but there's a point where you also need to stretch yourself and understand that you are made for something bigger than what you're doing. And so one, having that confidence, the dream, and then two, to start acting upon it. I really think just starting the process, having a little bit of faith and then figuring out what it is you want and then building a plan around that is, uh, is really important. Yeah. And, and the reason why I bring that up is, um, I've been seeing personally a lot of videos and influencers talking about purpose and passion and, and all these words. And, and a few of them actually been saying, don't focus on your purpose. Your purpose will come to you. Don't focus on, oh, I got to find it right this second. Find ways to make yourself happy. And in my last episode, I spoke with um, a girl named Larkin, and she, we talked about finding your inner joy. And she, she told me, she said, Wesley, she said, I was at a point where I plateaued. I didn't know what to do. I was going to the gym every day, but it was, I was bored. And she said, I had to realize that what, if, what makes me happy? What makes me joyful? And so she found different activities that now she does every single day. And she still incorporates fitness into her life. But she was realizing that she wasn't really having fun. She was just doing it to do it. And I tried telling people that are just now getting into fitness or have been doing it for a long time. You have to find ways that are going to be creative. You don't want to be in the gym every day doing the same stuff because you're going to get bored. Um, I'm not saying go out and do a hundred different workouts, but maybe do, you know, your strength training outside may do, you know, at home workouts. Um, and those things I believe are really important throughout your journey. Yeah. I mean, it could be things such as rock climbing or even hiking, um, yeah. you know, to really just have fun with it. I think that's important. Like I had a friend who he transitioned into training for Ninja Warrior. Nice. And like I, I just love the boldness. It's something that's a little bit different, but you're still active. You're still being healthy and you're still challenging yourself to new limits. And I, yeah, I think that's great advice is to just start taking that action and it will come to you. You'll either meet somebody that changes your perspective or you'll be put have this responsibility where you're going to now have to act forward or you have a goal in mind and you have to figure out how to push forward. So, yeah, I think it definitely um, just taking action and moving along and just really creating the life that you want and making sure that you are fulfilled will reveal your purpose. Is there anything that you're currently doing right now? Um, Like, are you playing football right now? Is there anything that uh, you're super passionate about in your life? So I actually, my football career, I guess you could uh, call it, uh, came to an end this fall. I got hurt in fall camp and I didn't necessarily want to, I was thinking long-term and I didn't want my body to break down. I know there's a lot of football players that are suffering from CTE and, um, and I wanted to really save myself so that I can one day play with my future kids and do those things. I actually, it's, it's funny cause I ended up going and playing rugby, uh, for the university this last semester. Nice. So some people are like, well, you said you weren't going to get hurt. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm competitive <laughs> and there's less head in, and there's less head injuries. Uh, but that was really fun. We, we actually beat a few big schools that are a lot bigger than us. And so that was a great way to just have fun. But now I'm in the gym and um, I'm looking forward to competing in the next couple of years. On top of it, 
I'm building my my company and one of the aspects of my company is fitness advice for high schoolers so that they can find a positive outlet for mental health, uh, you know, diagnosis, you know, a more holistic way instead of medication. And so I'm, I'm kind of building myself up because I have to be that example. It's, I think it's hard to sell something that you don't truly believe in. And in order for me to go and tell a high schooler and 17 year old struggling with depression that, Hey, exercise is good for you. I have to, I have to be exercising and I have to be living that out. And so that's been my motivation right now. I'm looking forward to becoming the best version of myself so that I can inspire the people that need that help. Can you, can you talk a little bit? Cause I know you just mentioned about a, a company that you started. Um, how long have you been doing that for? And what is its main focus besides, do you have any other focus besides what you were just talking about? Yeah. So my company is called level up. My fiance and I are, are building this. We actually are pitching it at this shark tank event at our university, uh, in about a week and a half. So we're looking forward to that. And, I essentially go into high schools around the state of Florida and I speak my truth on what I believe is a way to design a life worth living and how to use balance to create a fulfilled life. And so the five different areas that I really focus on are the physical part, so the fitness part, the health, the spiritual side, the mental and emotional side relationships and what creates healthy relationships and then eventually the financial side as well so are we teaching children the right or high schoolers the right way to look at debt are we teaching them that college isn't always the best case scenario for what they want to do are we teaching them entrepreneurial tendencies and how to adapt to the 21st century and so going into high schools and doing that is what our company is really based on Um, our goal is to impact a hundred thousand high schoolers in florida in the next five years Love that. Where'd you, um, where'd you come up with that idea? Did you, um, like how long has this been, uh, in effect? Well, I think ever my, my motivational type of inspirational vibe came off of Snapchat one day. I was like, I want to do a quote of the day, but I felt like (laughs) I would be judged. But I was like, you know what? Screw other people's opinion. If I want to do it, I'm going to do this. And I did just a quote of the day on Snapchat and I had like four or five people respond to me and they were like, this woke me up. This got me out of bed this morning and it felt so good to help other people. And so eventually I transitioned into Instagram, doing Instagram stories daily and creating content that way. And I, one of the big catalysts when I was also, when I was working in fitness, but the other things just through John Maxwell and reading Tony Robbins and these, you know, extremely successful and fulfilled individuals, I realized that I was obsessed with personal development and I wish that I was given these resources mm-hmm. earlier yep. and I wish that this was talked about more in a public school setting um, instead of, you know, what is, you know, X plus Y equals B. I, I have, I'm terrible at math. The only math I can do is dumbbells and barbells. Um, <laughs> but the, yeah, so I want to be able to go and give these kids these tools that I wish I would have had earlier. And I think just over the course of personal development and wanting to give back and serving something greater than myself, I realized, well, what am I good at? I have all this information. I live out this lifestyle. I'm consistently growing. I love, I love speaking. Why not turn this into a business that is molded around my lifestyle? So I have the flexibility to do what I love but also help other people become the best version of themselves and do whatever and help them do whatever it is that they want to do as well. 
Yeah, I mean, and that's that's all comes down to service, you know, being a servant. And I was reading, um, I was reading a book this morning, and it was talking about you know how we're here on this earth to to serve. God put us here on this earth to do that because that's was His job. And I love what you're doing with the school system, um, especially that you have a vision, you know, having that vision and realizing that um, you have what it takes. You just have to value the process and every day get better and better and reading books and listening to personal development. Those things are great, but actually putting it into action. And I think that's what you're doing. Um, I do want to ask you, what's one thing that you think we could change or the world could change when it comes to our school systems? I think the school system has a lot of things wrong with it and something that I'm a little hesitant about you know, answering is because I've always kind of been a rebel when yeah. it comes to the school system. And so <laughs> my advice might not be applicable for everybody, but I've always been somebody who challenged it. I didn't have to study for the test and I'd get an A. I could call the teacher out and say, that's wrong. You told me this last week. <laughs> and like I said, I ended up dropping out um, and then taking the ACT and scoring phenomenal on it and going into the col- a college, the third ranked uh, you know, college in Florida and having really solid grades, but yet not ever being fulfilled. And I wish that we challenged our students with curriculum that was more designed towards what they wanted to learn mm. because we're learning things that have been outdated for almost a hundred years now. And yeah. not that there's, there is some value and some truth to what we're being taught and what the, you know, and teens are being taught, but the world is changing at a, a, an incredible rate. And we should be teaching kids the things that they want to be good at. Yeah. Along with basic skills, I mean, math, writing, things like this are important. Um, but what if we started allowing them to choose the topics that they write about? So that they were doing a re- English class, they're doing a research on, on, on the way the Instagram algorithm works. So they're writing a paper, but they're also learning marketing or whatever it might be. If they're if they want to write a paper on how to get a faster forty time because they want to be the best athlete in the school, well, one, they're learning all about their about fitness and about the mechanics behind sprinting, but they're also working on their, on their, on their writing skills. And so I wish that there was a little bit more flexibility with what we're teaching our kids. And I think it's a much bigger process, uh, process and issue than just saying, Oh, let's go in this. Just, let's just change the curriculum. I mean, the amount of students per teachers is difficult. Um, but it, it, you know, it's, it's not a great ratio. Um, but I think that's important. I think it starts at home with the parents Yep. Kind of telling their kids, listen, like you're going to go to school. I want you to do well, but understand that this is not dictate the rest of your life. If there's something you want to learn that you're not learning in school, let me know. I want to help you find those resources. And I think that would encourage a lot of students to also appreciate what learning really is. I think one of the things that um, – and, and it's looked at very differently, but how the school system doesn't want you to fail, right? They don't want you to fail, which is fine. But they bash you, you know, so I remember teachers thought I was dumb because I got a bad grade on a test rather than saying, Wesley, what can we do to get you to the next level? And I think that's what we're missing is, you know, in life, we fail a lot. And sometimes it's hard to get over that hump or learn from that. And even being in business and being an entrepreneur, 
you know, you fail a lot and you have to realize like it's you or nothing sometimes and you have to make a lot of sacrifices. So I wish in the school system they they taught more on business and taught more on things that really did matter rather than sitting there telling you about history. Like if if I went in the 10th grade right now and they gave me a history test, I would fail it because I, I don't remember any of it. But if they said, hey, can you talk to us about being an entrepreneur and the important steps and, and business, I may be able to talk to them about that. And those are the things that I think we should transition more in, like you mentioned, like doing the things that make us happy and doing subjects that are going to lead us to where our careers should be. Um, Because even being in college, like when I graduated college, I was a sports management major. And getting a job in sports is hard. It's really hard. And they make it seem like it's just, hey, we'll, we'll put all these steps in place and all these classes and you'll get a job. It's not like that. I remember sending like made videos, like at home videos to every single sports team in the United States. And I maybe had like 20 people reach out, which I was blessed with. But I bet people that we're not doing that struggled. And I think there needs to be a better way to, to connect people. Um, and I think most colleges are doing better with that when it comes to networking events, associations. I mean, that's what really changed my life was joining a fraternity, going to networking events, being more open, doing sales conferences and opportunities. So, um, I'm glad we kind of touched on that, but I do want to ask you the final remaining questions Um, And one of them is, what are you most grateful for right now in your life? Right now, it's, there's two things. One, my past, because my past has given me strength and has helped me understand that I can go through whatever it might be and continue to come on the other side in one piece or in two pieces, but hold it together. (laughs) And uh, the second thing that I'm just, I'm getting married in July and to have, Thank you. Um, but my fiance Maria is my biggest supporter, my accountability partner for every aspect of life. And not only is my life partner, a business partner, and we're really excited to be able to take our relationship to another level and impact people together. Um, it's, it's absolutely a blessing to find that person who is going to feed you in the different areas of life that are important to you. Nice, man. Best of luck with that because having that support system I know is going to help you tremendously, especially when you guys are starting a business together, you know, being able to speak in front of these high schools and just knowing that you have that person next to you that's going to motivate you and push you. um, It really does help. You know, yeah, you have family and everything, but um, you're sidekick almost. So I appreciate you saying that. And then um, what daily habit has helped you in your life, either be in fitness um, and health, anything that you do every single day, uh, to reach your goals. The, f- the f- biggest habit, I probably have my strongest habit is journaling. Okay. Um, sometimes twice a day I've even pulled over on the side of the road to journal, um, mm-hmm. in the middle of a three hour drive. I love journaling because our ideas, they escape us. Yep. Our thoughts sometimes escape us. And when we can put down what we're thinking, whether it be a negative emotion, whether it be a dream, a vision, a schedule, some sort of wish, a prayer. When we put these down on paper, we've now put them in a concrete form and now can start expanding on on that idea. And it makes the process of actualizing an idea, um, much more realistic. And it also helps you with reflection. I have, I just started my fifth journal in two years and I get to look back at my journals. I, I date them and I summarize them at the end of each journal 
And I get to look back and see, oh, these were the problems that I had. This is how I handled them. And it allows me to understand that I see the gr- literally see the growth that I'm having, whether it's spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, financially, and then being able to press forward with my new desires, my new goals and what is important to me. So journaling has probably been the most important habit that I've um, that I've used. And, you know, as a as a follower of Christ, prayer is is just as important. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. I've been trying to journal myself and. I'm telling you, man, I, I started, and I remember telling you before, I write love letters to myself, just saying like, mm-hmm. hey, this is you, this is what makes you excited, and these are the great things about you, and anyone that's listening, try that out. You know, go for a week and write love letters to yourself. My my mindset coach told me that, and uh, at first, I was kind of like, uh, I'll probably be only able to do two days, like, can I do like seven days, like, am I going to be saying the same things? But then I started to catch on random things, random small mm-hmm. things that I actually appreciated in life. So um, yeah. I think it'll help anybody, especially even in the gym, you know, writing down, you see guys in the gym and some people laugh at them, but they write down, you know, what they're repping or how many, um, you know, sets they're doing. But those things matter because over uh, time yep. you can see that. For sure. And it can come down to the diet. What are we eating? Um, are you writing down what? You know, not even from a macronutrient standpoint, but writing down what you're eating every meal, and then that you look at back at at the end of the week, and you're like, "Wow, these are the two meals where I overate, or these are the two meals where the sweets just killed my diet." Mm-hmm. That's my that's my biggest issue is the my sweet tooth. Um, but <laughs> yeah, journaling what it kind of does to kind of touch on the point that you brought up with your letters is when you put when you put it down, you've now become now your subconscious is working. You created this piece of literature and it's kind of your mind's going to be surrounding so if you're fixating on loving yourself and you write a love letter now the re- the next day you're going to be s- subconsciously thinking about the things that you love about yourself so when you go down to write again your mind is holding the information from the previous day to give you a new foundation of what you were looking for the the, you know the following day yeah and so that build is just so important i journaling to me is almost a divine skill um and it's not like it's divine in the sense that only a few can do it i think anybody can do it they just have to make the decision to start with five ten minutes a day something small every day exactly be consistent with it and and the last question i'm going to ask you to ask all my guests is what are you most looking forward to in the next upcoming year um that you're super excited about. I know you mentioned about getting married and that's amazing. Is there anything else that you have going on in 2019 that you're uh, looking forward to? Well, yeah, getting married, my wedding is, is one of the top ones on the list, but the second is to take the next step, the, to level up in my business because I know that that's what I want to do for my future family. I want to make sure that we have that lifestyle and we have that financial stability. And so really honing in on that craft, I already have a plan implemented and I can't wait to just really get after it. The new year is going to be phenomenal. And so taking 2019 um, seriously in my business life, and my professional life is going to really set myself and my future family up for success. And I'm excited to see those benefits, whether I see them in a year or five years. I'm looking forward to it as well, man. I can't wait to hear what's going on for 2019, the good stories, the business, all of that. I can't wait. And I do want to ask you, where can our listeners find you um, when it comes to social media? Yeah, so my Instagram, which is probably my most utilized platform right now, 
is Sammy Sullivan, V-I-I-I. Uh, I'm Sammy Sullivan the eighth. It's a, like a little fun fact about me. My, my, my parents didn't have to think very hard about my name since my dad's the seventh. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I'm excited to pass it on. My, my goal is to get my, my son to name our, you know, his son, the 10th. Cause then he'd have an X at the end of his name. I think that'd be pretty cool. But yeah, my, uh, <laughs> My Instagram is Sammy Sullivan V I I I, and right now that's probably the most relevant place to find me. Perfect. We'll make sure that we all stay connected and everything. I can't wait to hear, like I mentioned, about 2019 and going forward. And um, and I really appreciate your time, man, and opening up and being vulnerable in your message. I can't wait for our listeners to hear about it. Yeah, I, it's been an absolute pleasure to be here and to share it with you and your listeners. Um, I, I, I love this opportunity to be around like-minded people. So I appreciate that. And I appreciate your authenticity and uh, welcoming spirit. So thank you. Without a doubt, man. Well, we'll stay in touch. Thank you so much again. And I uh, look forward to hearing about your 2019. Yeah, thank you very much. I, I'm looking forward to seeing your story uh, continue to develop as well. Thanks so much, Amy. You be good. You as well. Bye-bye. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the Fitness Journey Podcast with Wesley Bear. Don't forget to join us next time for another episode. Thank you for listening, and remember, commit to be fit.